Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. I want you to imagine just for a moment that like most of us in the LGBTQ plus space, that you fight to be who you are, you take a stand, and you keep getting shoved into this closet. Now, for a lot of us, it's around the sexuality. It's about, oh, you're gay, who you're attracted to, you're bi, you're a lesbian. But there's a whole nother world out there. Another world that's actually becoming very, very the talk of the town, shall we say, or maybe the latest vibe in some music that you might be listening to. But what happens when you finally start to unravel that, this painful overgrowth that's been shoving you down all your life? can no longer hold you back and you realize it's going to cause you to uncover yourself and be truly who you are. That's what we're talking about today on Life Uncloseted. I have an amazing singer, songwriter, creative individual who just is helping to, I'm going to say, push the envelope in a very beautiful, beautiful way by being exactly who they are in their non-binary world and helping influence others that these patterns that we get into from society or other places are just harmful and they really don't help anyone. And I'm very blessed to have Eli Owens on the podcast to talk about their music, their journey, why they've decided to take this path and to have this influence in the world the way they are doing it. So Eli, welcome to Life Uncloseted Podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Wow, what an incredible introduction. I was not expecting that. <laughs> that was I wasn't great. either. I just kind of like did it off the top of my I'm looking at you. Like, awesome. Okay, let's go here. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I am really, really proud to bring these stories. I mean, I like all the stories I get to bring, but I feel like this is, we are on kind of the new frontier, so to speak, even though this isn't like the first, you know, this has kind of been around just kind of like being gay, lesbian, all this stuff. Right. This has been around for many, many, many moons on the planet. But um, for you in your world, and we wanted to get to the songwriting, all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But what was that like initial, hmm, I don't feel like everybody else. Because it's yeah. not necessarily like, oh, about the sexuality. It's something else altogether different. Yeah, that's a, that's a question I'm still kind of wiggling around with. But mm -hmm. um, I mean the the answer is my whole life right my whole life i always i never really understood like the, the idea of gender um and i've always been like i identify as pansexual so i've always been attracted to all genders um but i think it was probably i guess it would have been about five years ago now um, I started making friends with people who were coming out as non-binary. And that was like a totally new concept to me at the time. I mean, I kind of, you know, heard about it, but I never really ex explored what that might mean. And so it was around five years ago. Um, some of my, some of my close friends and bandmates uh, were non-binary and I, I, the more I was around them and the more I got used to that language, I was kind of like, this is actually 
this feels very familiar to me. Like this actually feels like how I've been feeling my whole life. Like now I have a word for this, but I'm not going to lie. It took me, it took me a little while to, to get around the language barrier because, you know, I'm a human and I'm a little averse to change. <laughs> but once I started to really see like, uh, okay, I, there's no, it, it's up to me <laughs> what, what I want to think about myself as. Um, and yeah, it, it just, the, the more I started uh, using they, them pronouns and really embracing this idea that um, I was allowed to do that. And I was allowed to be something other than what, you know, my family and what society and everybody else kind of labeled me as it became very, it, it started to feel very freeing and just very true. It was just very true to, to who I really am. And being true to who you are is what this show is all about. Yeah. And who I believe we are in our beautiful world as LGBTQ plus people. Not that the heteronormative can't be beautifully who they are, but there's such a different, <laughs> different easy road they get to toe because yeah. of, hey, yeah. this is the norm, you know? And one of the things that I know I've witnessed in the non-binary gender non-conforming world is it's it's similar to the what happens with transgender individual oh you just you need to figure this out you just want to be this you want to be that and it's like yeah mm, not exactly that's mm -hmm. not exactly what it's all about there's there's more about hey i'm i'm and and i love that you say hey you're still trying to like wrap your own head around this in your own mind because it's very similar to somebody who comes out of the closet as bisexual people are like pick a lane pick a lane pick exactly. a lane i'm like you know what there is no lane it's kind of like telling me as a gay man like okay so you're a bottom or a top i'm like well that really is none <laughs> of your business number one but yeah. you know hey sometimes i might feel like a top sometimes i might feel like a bottom yeah it really has nothing to do with what's this. the and, big deal yeah right. why does it have and, to be one of the other? and why does it have to be any of your freaking business to begin with you know <laughs> yeah. so um but what are some of the challenges that you have truly faced as you've started to unravel this for you? Some challenges. Yeah, great question. Um, honestly, for me, the biggest challenge has been this. So there's this, like you said, there's kind of this. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm still I'm like halfway through my coffee, so I'm. <laughs> My brain is like trying to. Wake okay, up. you know what? You've been awake a whole lot longer than I have. I'm on the West Coast, so I'm literally just getting through my first coffee. But okay, okay, cool. But anyway, so, I see. I love to hassle my guests. Good company. Too, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. But um, well, yeah. So um, right. There's this kind of uh, this attitude, I think, that I really internalize very heavily. Of and and it comes from a lot of like some messaging in my childhood around, you know bisexual people just uh pick not picking a lane right being undecided going through a phase or just wanting attention that's a really big thing a big message i internalized um not only from my parents but from my friends from my peers and so that's probably been the biggest challenge is just trying to unravel all of that internalized like ugliness and this feeling of uh oh i'm just faking it i'm just doing this for attention and it's like well you know, 
if you're afraid of that, you probably aren't, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? That's kind of how that works for the most part. But that's all we do this for is attention. Let's let's be real. Let's be <laughs> honest. You know, this is why we do this. You're right. I, you're right. I want attention. You know, <laughs> I think I could figure out a whole hell of a lot easier ways to get attention than to say, right. hey, I'm gay or non-binary. And it's like, is that the kind of attention we want? Like public ridicule right. and yeah. harassment, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it is interesting. And I know as so I have a whole nother business that I work within, which is in the public speaking realm. And we have people come through our program from all walks of life. And I love my fellow teammates, but when we have somebody non-binary come in or who wants to speak on this, it's it's a real adjustment for them to try to wrap their head around. I'm not knocking them. It's just because I'm still wrapping my head around. I mean, I, you know, listeners, I, I can too. <laughs> right. Well, and that's what I can, I, I confess to Eli that, you know, as we're going to jump into this, I may like miss mess up every once in a while. I, in my head, I get it because there's pieces of my own journey that even at, I hate to say it at 58 years old, that there's times I'm like, well, have I really got this completely figured out yet? Which I don't think there is any such thing as having it completely figured out right because we're human beings like yeah. we're we're going to be being this till we pass away from this so right but it is an interesting thing that you brought up where your own internal like exploration also and this is where i've seen it be a kind of a detriment when you're still exploring, it gives everybody else the open door to say, well, see, you don't have it figured out. Are you sure? Are mm. you really sure? And it's such a negative space to play. And it's like, can I just, can I just please figure this out for myself? Right. Because guess what? Then you go figure out how you want to figure out me for yourself. And then we'll see if we meet somewhere in the middle here. Right. Mm -hmm. So I guess the bigger question for me at this point is all this is unraveling, but there's also some other stuff that unraveled in your life that brought you some beautiful places to your music. It's not just about I'm non-binary. I can't figure the fuck myself out. So I'm going to write a song yeah. about this. There's other stuff too that right, brought you right. into this space. Plus you're doing some really unique stuff. I want to talk about the unique stuff like in your, your music that, um, I'm going to let you describe it because I don't want to take away the thunder and I probably will fuck it up if I try to describe it. <laughs> but um, but um, let's start with like, you know, the stuff that kind of brought you to like, hey, the, I'm going to do this. And then like your unique way of bringing in the music that you do. Okay. So uh, I'm going to do this as in like, I'm going to make music. Period. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I've been writing songs since I was like, I don't know, seven years old. It's just been something that I found really really fun. It just kind of came out of me. It's just a fun way to pass the time. Right. Um, but for some reason, and I, I took piano lessons since I was eight, uh, mm. all the way to 18. That was like, very feel very thankful that my parents were able to pay for piano lessons for for that that long. Because um, I don't like I really don't think I would be doing what I do without that opportunity. Um, I think about access a lot in, in music and in art. But anyway, um, so I took piano lessons for a long time, but for some reason, never, it never like occurred to me that being a professional musician was an option. Um, just because I think of the environment I was raised in, um, it just never was really encouraged. 
So I went to school for psychology and filmmaking mm. um, because those seemed like more, you know, there was more real world opportunity in that. And sure. I don't regret that at all. I, I absolutely loved going to film school and uh, learning about psychology. But that's another societal thing. Hey, go do this. This is what you need to do to like succeed. You know, you're being yeah. shoved into go be this. I mean, my bachelor's is in dietetics, which is the farthest <laughs> thing from what I do now. But it's because, oh, go be this, go do this. And then suddenly right. you find yourself in this space. But I love that this whole psychology thing and everything, because it kind of plays to where like I know we're getting there, but it plays to probably a lot of why the influences you have in your music are where you're at. So, okay, so I Rick's so. going to zip it back up and now you can continue. That's so. great. Yeah. Take as much spotlight off of me as you can. I'm actually terrified of public speaking, ironically, as an artist. I guess it's not ironic. That's pretty common. But anyway, it is very common. <laughs> I, 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 I am as outgoing as I sound on these podcasts. I'll get up on stage and like, you know, be all. And then I'm like, can you just. I need to get the fuck off the stage. I need to go be quiet with <laughs> right, myself, right. you know? But, yeah. Uh, oh, I get that. I get that. Um, so, so, so yeah, I, I went to film school, uh, yeah. did that thing and really loved it. Uh, I still love filmmaking. It's a, it's very much a, a part of me and my art and, uh, my music. But, um, I realized while I was in college, first of all, I was like, you know, I was high or drunk like all the time <laughs> and that was not super healthy. Um, and, you know, looking back, I think a lot of the reason why, uh, so, so like I have these addiction issues and I, I think it's all really, all of it's tied into, yep. you know, gender identity, sexuality, trauma from childhood, all this stuff. Um, and lots of other things too. But, um, I, I started to realize in college, especially kind of like the last couple of years of college, how much I missed making music, um, because, you know, I wasn't really doing that at all. I didn't have a piano. I didn't have piano lessons. All of that was gone. I was just kind of on my own um, trying to make movies <laughs> in school, learning about how the human mind works. And uh, I just realized that there was this like emptiness and I started making music again and I started writing. Um, and uh, after I graduated, I realized like, oh, this is this is actually the one thing I can't live without. Like, I actually can't. If I stop making music, I become very, very unhealthy. Um, and I realized that wasn't really the same. It, like filmmaking wasn't really the same. I could go a couple years without making a movie or without making some kind of a visual thing. But it was really the music that uh, that was essential to my mental health, my emotional health. That's interesting because I actually feel the same way about these podcasts. Mm. I love it's the one piece of what I do in the world that if I don't get to do it and I didn't I had to go on hiatus at the beginning of 2021 because I fell and broke my wrist and I'm like I can't oh, edit yeah. I can't and I'm like I'm not going to hire somebody for just a few weeks you know even though I did kind of get right back on the horse so to speak and kept working but everything was left-handed. I'm like, I can't, I cannot freaking edit a podcast with my left hand. I could try, uh, but, yeah. um, but I, by the time we started back up, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so deprived. I, my mm. creative juices were like, do fucking something, please. <laughs> like, you know, I could record them. That was fine. But it was just like, I didn't want to have all these recorded and then I can. And then like, okay, the editing just, you know, give me yeah. kind of the thing. But that's interesting that you correlated that 
piece of how unhealthy that was, which I think, you know, based on what you've already shared, that is an interesting also correlation to the inner turmoil. Mm -hmm. Cause it was probably really crying to quote unquote, come out. Yeah. No pun intended, but literally come out and like, this needs to come to the surface. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and that's been like the guiding principle to my music making since, I mean, mm -hmm. that I graduated 2015, mm -hmm. so six years ago. Um, that's been the guiding principle is just, I make, I make music to try and explore and figure out what's going on in here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then motions to uh, heart area for everybody listening. <laughs> and that's, that's it. That's what guides it. And there's, I don't think too much about it other than that, you know, but don't you think too, that letting that be the guideposts is it's part of getting the message out in a, in a way that says, Hey, here's my contribution, but it also, and I've talked to many artists about different things, whether you're writing books, you're writing music, you're a filmmaker, any of these things, it's, it's a, it's a self, cleansing too mm -hmm. because there's always some piece you know even even these podcasts there's always something that i walk away from in these like wow i didn't i hadn't thought about that or i didn't feel that you know and even as i step away from it i realize that was well worth it not yeah. that i need it you know if nobody even if only one person listens to this and they're like oh that was that was it's not about that for me even i don't i mean i don't want to say i don't give a shit because i really do mm -hmm. but when i see that somebody comes on like you are and saying here's my truth this is my truth this is it's messy but mm -hmm. it's my truth yeah it's such an underlying message of guess what <laughs> we're all messy mm -hmm. so this is how we, you know, anybody who says they're not messy, I'm like, <laughs> yikes. I think we need to, we might need to have you committed because we're all messy. But yeah, um, yeah. so now let's kind of take this, you know, you're doing, you're bringing forth these things from your addiction, your, you know, your gender identity, sexuality, all this sort of stuff, weaving them in. But you're also using some pretty interesting platforms to like create this music it's not just here here's my piano let's do this right there's other stuff you're weaving into this yeah i feel like uh like everything i do is very kind of haphazard and taking things from lots of other things like you know i stole my gender identity <laughs> i stole my my sexuality like i'm attracted to everybody and everything uh, i identify as agender so it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of the same with my music. Uh, I just pull sounds from wherever that feel right. I don't know. <laughs> I pull visuals from wherever. I really like, uh, like just life is messy, like you said, and um, our experiences are messy. Nothing is clean. Nothing is really one thing. And I don't, I don't see my art being like that it has to be a reflection of my life which i is messy and beautiful and very colorful so um so that's that's what i'm drawn to i'm drawn to lots of different instruments lots of different genres playing experimenting um and seeing what happens seeing what mm -hmm. seeing what you can learn from it and just the visuals i mean i you're you know i had seen some of the visuals from some of the stuff you've done i'm like 
this, I mean, I think every artist is very visual in their own way, but because I come out of the digital world myself. So I've been in mm -hmm. technology and all this stuff. So I was always surrounded by digital sort of stuff. And just to see it playing out in a different way and then mixing in some of the other stuff that you do, it's, it's refreshing. And like you said, the life is messy and beautiful. I think that's something that kind of comes across is mm. you can have the messiness, but without the messiness, you can't get to the beautiful part of life. Yeah. And also like it, you have to kind of refine the messy yeah. and make it beautiful. Uh, I think that's been a big part of my process, especially with this visual album is understanding what it means to really refine a work and really sit with it and let it transform you as you play with it. Um, cause you have all these overwhelming bits and pieces, all these different programs, all this different software. Uh, and it just seems like, you know, information overload, but if you, if you sit with it and you really feel it and you work with it, um, you can make something beautiful out of it. And I think that's true of anything. I also feel like that's one of, one of the most powerful things that we in the lgbtq space have is our journeys mm -hmm. are so messy mm -hmm. sometimes not because we self-induced it a lot of times it's because society puts this on it but when i hit that juncture in my life after coming out the second time because i came out when i was 19 and i came out in, at 36 mm -hmm. 36 was messy it was because I was married to a woman. I had two yeah. kids. There was a whole life that was there. But to your point, I had to like dive into that messiness and make it beautiful. Yeah. Cause if you don't, what'll happen? <laughs> well, yeah, you don't, you either like just spin in it. And, you know, every day I have the beautiful opportunity to work with people in our, in our community. And I love them dearly, but some of them, they just, they just can't get beyond the mess. They don't want to even try to see the beauty. And one of the things I said to a client recently is this yucky space that you're in right now is inviting you to go find the good in it. Yeah. Because there's something about if we continue to create mess and we don't believe there can be anything but mess, then it's kind of like the universe is going to keep teaching you the lesson until you learn it, so to speak, right. you know? And is it tough? Of course it's tough. I'm not saying any part of this journey is easy, but I know every time I get into the space, and recently I've been in a little bit of like, hey, this is kind of messy right now on some stuff with business and what I'm doing, but I embrace the mess because I know if I embrace it and step into it and go, okay, let's go let's let's put on the waiters and let's put on the hazmat suits and let's go figure this out right mm -hmm. i always come out the other side in a better space yeah it never looks like i thought it would but it always is something that puts me in a better frame of mind and i know we as humans kind of kind of get that but then mm -hmm. when you have so much layered and layered and layered and layered like we do in our lgbtq community it's a pretty daunting task to try to find the good in the in the mess mm -hmm. but i think what you're saying is trusting that process and knowing there can be beauty in this even if it's not just yeah. making music there's something about finding the beauty in the mess mm -hmm. what's something that's helped you do that the most 
Something that's helped me do that. See, this Great is why question. I know I, I know I asked a really good question because the guest will go shit. Yeah. He just really <laughs> asked a question and I don't have the answer yeah. to it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking about it uh now. So I'm I'm kind of in uh a depressive kind of lull right now. Mm. Um and so what you just said is very like really resonates with me. And I'm asking myself, okay, like he's right. How do I find, you know, how do I find the beauty in this? Mm -hmm. Um, and there are a lot of different things that help me, but, um, sometimes it's like, just take the time, take time to just sit and be, Mm -hmm. and just listen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, um, let yourself give up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I need that because I'm like yep. a very ambitious, like go, 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 go. And it takes like when I start to feel uh, when those like negative thoughts start to pile on and like all that trash and that overgrowth really starts to get heavy. It's really hard for me to be OK with that. Um, and I'm just like, I deny this. I do not accept that I'm feeling this way. This is this is not going to help me. And sometimes what I need is to just give up. And to just be like, okay, it's all right. This is mm-hmm. too much for me. I'm just going to lay down and like to really surrender to the the heaviness. Um, because once you do that, like paradoxically, it kind of frees you to then get up and like find the momentum yeah. to like push through it. Well, and um, I think you just said the word push through it. Sometimes we try to push through it too early and it's not time right. to push through it. Sometimes exactly, being in the yeah. stillness and the quiet of the mess is just accepting okay here we are mm-hmm. I'm, i i can't try to get through this right now and that's okay the surrender is a big piece of the puzzle yeah not like surrender roll over curl up in a fetal position in the corner and never get up again but sometimes it's just like surrender to okay i don't have an answer right now yeah. and i don't nobody else is helping give me the answer and just being at peace with that You know, I went through this, you know, not long ago myself because I came to a point where, okay, I have to make this decision about working for this other company and running my own business and how much of this is going to, am I still going to be able to do and, you know, so on and so forth, because there's only so much bandwidth, right? I don't want to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And it was a little chaotic. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, I built this whole thing. I'm like, yes, you built this whole other piece of your life. So what pieces of it are you going to keep alive within Mm -hmm. reason, you know? And when I finally surrendered, like, I can't figure this out right now. And I said that to my husband and he said, then why don't you not try to figure it out right now? There's nothing that says you have to figure this out right now. Yes. In the next few weeks, you got to make the decision whether you're going to do this other piece or not. And it was such a like kicking my own ass. Like, you know, this Ricky, tell a client to do this, you know, surrender and like, get out of the fucking way and like, just relax Mm -hmm. into it. But it's very hard sometimes, especially when like for those of us who are creatives, it's like, oh, but Mm -hmm. I should be creating, I should be writing song. I should be doing this, but wait, something's Mm -hmm. not happening. And suddenly there we are, we're spinning in our head. And it, you know, back to something you said earlier too, Eli about, yeah, I'm still figuring out this, like, you know, my own pronouns and who I am. If you were pushing through that right now, how would you be feeling? Mm, Yeah. It's an interesting question. Like if you, I said to a client not long ago, who's just beginning his coming out journey, I said, okay, if you push through this and 
I'm going to go a little crass here just to make the point. If you push through this and you knew absolutely 100%, you just love Dick and that's all you ever want the rest of your <laughs> life without really knowing if you've answered all the other questions, how good would you feel about your decision? He said, I would have felt like I rushed into something. I said, then don't rush toward, <laughs> I literally said, yeah. then don't rush towards the Dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like dick take alone. your time. You will figure mm -hmm. this out. And I think this is part of what I've seen in our beautiful community is there seems to be an urgency sometimes to rushing mm -hmm. in to figure it out who we are, but who we are is when we take the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's like such a big cultural societal thing too. Mm -hmm. You just push, 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 go, 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 produce, produce, produce. Right. And right. nobody gives themselves time to sit and be still there's actually there's a song on knock knock called be still and it was supposed to be the easiest music video to shoot because it was just going to be a candle shadow mm -hmm. and it ended up taking us six hours to figure it out for a whole bunch of reasons i'm not going to go mm -hmm. into but it was the longest most painful music video <laughs> and i realized because every song has a message to teach and that one was the right. one that really that i really needed to hear and it was like be still these things take time. Those are the lyrics. And I was like, okay, this is what I need to hear. I think that's a really powerful message that you just talked about the be still because in this chaotic world that we've all been living through together, whether you believe the pandemic's real or not, and we're not even going to go there because I, I could, I could <laughs> no, explode. Over. Yeah. Let's not even go. <laughs> but I think all of us as humans could benefit from being still. Because we're so bombarded at this point with, you know, the rhetorics and the divis divisiveness and everything else. It's like, just go be still. Even mm -hmm. if that stillness is with yourself, which is scary, which is scary. That's the hardest one. That is the <laughs> hardest one. You know, I, ha I have a good friend who just, he cannot be still. Mm -hmm. And I love him to death. I will go see him. <laughs> It less frequently because I'm like, I love you to death. But after I spend like a weekend with you, I'm just, I'm fucking worn out because we don't have to go constantly, you know? Yeah. And when I finally called him out on it recently, I said, you know, what would happen if you just didn't have to constantly be going, going, going? And he said, then I'd have to be with myself. Yeah. Like, wow. Of course, you know, Coach Rick, they're like, okay, I got to zip it here because he doesn't like it when I get in coach mode with him. But I'm like... Girl, you got some work to go do here. <laughs> but it is difficult, especially I think, again, for us creatives, I got, I've got a book I'm writing. I've been writing it since February of 2020. And it comes up a lot on the shows. So everybody's like, just quit fucking talking about the book, Rick. Either get it done or shut the fuck <laughs> up. But the stillness that it takes to go be with the last bit of writing this. Oh, yeah. Is almost excruciating. I because don't. I'm at that point where I'm like, and I don't know if this happens with you when you're writing songs and stuff, but I'm at that point like, okay, but did I already write about this? And I don't want to go like search back through everything to figure it out, which mm. is always the painful piece when you're writing a book. It's like, okay, I think I kind of covered this, but did I cover it this way? And is it going to be too, you just need to get through it. Yeah. And then like, okay, editor, Editing, <laughs> you go yeah. figure out this stuff. But as you're working on your music, do you ever find that like, if you get in that stuck space, it's like, I either going to really push through it or if I sit with it, that drives me nuts too. 
is there like that evil twin thing going on for you at times yeah for sure yeah um there it's mostly for me it's been in the production process i'm i mm. feel very very blessed that like the songwriting part um probably because i don't rely on my music for like income so there's yeah. not this pressure to like oh this i have a deadline yeah so the songwriting part just kind of so just so the audience knows like, eli is independently wealthy that's why she just said that she doesn't rely <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i have all the money in the world now um yeah. i'm a teacher so very much the opposite <laughs> but uh so so yeah the songwriting that doesn't so much happen production that does happen um and like you know the actual figuring out how, how i want it to sound um like production wise and yeah it's just i mean that's a torturous place to be to be working on something and working and working and working and it still doesn't sound quite right um mm. and they try to take a break from it but you're like this isn't helping either <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting to see those moments where whether it's production or writing or whatever it is that like oh this is the thing that like just gets so in the way you know mm -hmm. it's like this, this is the easy part recording the podcast is the easy part and i'm not huge on like hey let's edit and cut out everything and if eli said um too many times it, it ain't happening i'm not going through and eliminating every um or something it is <laughs> gonna happen but it's like okay this is done and i'm like when it needs to get edited, it needs to get tagged, it needs to go on the website, the social media, it's like, oh, and then I just like, and especially because I work quite a bit ahead on these, but it's one of those things where I have to have myself in that right headspace, like, here's what we do, this mm -hmm. is how it's going to get done, and you know, you focus and get it going, but I find one interesting thing for me is when I'm in that space, it's like, Rick, what's really holding you back? What's really holding you back? And it always ties back to my little feelings about coming out and being out who I am. Mm. Well, but if I get it edited and put out there, somebody's not going to like it. Somebody's yeah. going to say something. Somebody's going to come after me. And even though I'm like, I don't give a fuck what somebody says, I kind of do. You know, there's times you I'm can, like, you cannot give a fuck in your head, but your heart is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, per, that first <laughs> email that comes through like i just listened to your podcast and was complete shit oh, really fuck you but well why, why was it shit please tell. you know it's like the first <laughs> yeah. reaction is fuck you and then the other reaction like but i really want to know why did you please think it was shit me. i thought it was really good you know mm -hmm. i didn't fuck up and say she to eli one time during the whole damn podcast i think i you know it was really good but uh <laughs> it's it is interesting to see that self-judgment show up which again i think for those of us in our community the self-judgment is always going to be our worst enemy mm, yeah. because we carry that forward from our experience. So. Yeah. So tell us the name of the songs and the album and all this sort of stuff, just so listeners, and we'll have everything on the website too, but I'd love them to hear it from, I always love them to hear it from the artist's own mouth. So they kind of mm -hmm. like, Hey, they hear the voice, they hear the name, all that sort yeah. of stuff. But, um, so, uh, yeah, my, my, visual album which released in august is called knock knock mm -hmm. and uh my name is elizabeth owens that's my artist name that's what you can google to find me elizabeth owens and cool. um hopefully i might be playing some shows sporadically on the east coast in december depending on how the world is <laughs> but otherwise just watch the album the whole thing's up yeah. on youtube for free you can that's buy awesome. it um 
You can support my label, Grimalkin Records. We are a benefit label that supports and releases music of LGBTQ plus uh, artists with focus to um, to trans artists of color. So nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm so glad we got to have this conversation and learn more about you. I love what you're doing with the music, everything, like I said, everything, the link to YouTube and everything will be on the show page where people can really get right to it. And I invite everybody to go explore this. It's, it's something that I haven't, and I'm not like the authority on this, but it's something that I thoroughly enjoyed, like just watching and, and seeing how you bring your beautiful part of you into it and do it in a way that gets people to think and explore within themselves. So I'm really glad well, to have had you. this conversation. So Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is great. Of course. Thanks for being here. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves, and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.